Welcome to Maestros On Air, presented by the Space Coast Symphony Orchestra, recorded live at Maestros Cafe, located at the Brevard Central Library and Reference Center in beautiful Cocoa, Florida. Maestros On Air is a discussion of culture, news events, and life on the Space Coast, and highlights the music, the concerts, and the personalities of the Space Coast Symphony Orchestra. Today's show features President of the Symphony Board, Eric Lee. Now your host, SCSO Director of Communications, Bill Trudeau. Good morning. Good morning, Bill. Good morning, Eric. I'm Bill Trudeau, Director of Communications for the Space Coast Symphony Orchestra. And I'm the uh, president of the Space Coast Symphony Orchestra. It's a dirty job. <laughs> Someone's got to do it. It's a dirty job. You know, speaking of dirty jobs, I'm telling you, I have honey everywhere. What? Um, what well, are you I still, about? as you can tell, my voice is still a little uh, oh, yeah, under honey. the weather. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm feeling better, but my voice. Uh, anyway, so Dan, we're here at Maestro's Cafe, just inside the Coco Library. Right. Broadcasting live. And, um, yeah, so I said, Dan, uh, could you please, I asked him if he could mix up uh, some honey and lemon and some real hot water. So it's like an elixir. And well, he did. Excellent. Yeah, that's why I'm able to talk halfway decent this morning. Uh, but, but for whatever reason, I have honey on my hands, on my jeans. I mean, it's a good thing we are not broadcasting outside. Am I right? Well, yeah, because the bears would be uh, looking for you. I was just going to say <laughs> I'd be a target. Trust me. I mean, I have honey everywhere. Uh, this weather, I'm telling you, this weather. I was watching the news in Chicago. They actually had, and I've heard of snow days, but never it's too cold to go to school Oh, yeah. Days. they have. It's like I think it's like 20 below wind chill. It's it, really cold. Now. It was 45 yesterday. Is that what it was? Wow, I don't know about really this morning. Cold. It's yeah, really cold. Yesterday, 45 below zero. Because a friend of mine who was down here, he went to the concert last week and he had to go back. He's a school teacher. He said he was, you know, no school, I think yesterday and I think today, too. Yeah, he's so. a great guy, Bob. Bob. Yeah. Bob Gloppin. He's I like a, Bob. He's an excellent uh, electric bass player and formerly an excellent tuba player. So yeah. I tried to get him on the show, but, you know, he's very shy. And I know. Retiring, I, I so. had a good time hanging out with you guys at Grills yeah, after, the, uh, after, after the concert. The, and that was a great concert. concert. It was. It, it was. was really I was great. very impressed. Um, it went really well. Out of this world, part two. Part two. I'm going to miss saying that, by the way. I know. Maybe uh, <laughs> do a part two or some other uh, concert. Well, it went good. Uh, Camping World presented a big check. Right. And uh, It was a big check. Yeah. You it took know, both of us to hold it up. Camping World. I don't know if uh, people are familiar with who they are, but they have 150-plus locations nationwide. They're huge. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a TV show called The Prophet, and it's about this guy, Marcus. He's the, the center of the, of the show. He is the prophet. Right. He's the guy. And prophet, P-R-O-F-I-T. Um, basically, he goes into businesses that are struggling, and he gets them back on track. And he literally cuts deals with them to where he is now part of their company. Mm-hmm. I mean, either they have, they have one, of t- one of two choices to cut a deal with somebody like or go into business with somebody like right. Marcus right. or go out of business or struggle right. for years and you know not knowing what they're doing. Right. Anyway, he comes in, he saves the day. 
And I mean, it's all kinds of businesses from, uh, you name it, from, uh, you know, hairstyling places, car dealerships, uh, can be whatever, a restaurant, uh, camping world, camping right. world. I'm not saying camping world was struggling, but that's one of the businesses he's owned uh, or he's CEO and he's a giant part of that company. But obviously he's, uh, you know, the CEO right. of it and he's. Uh, headed that business up for for many years well camping world is one of our supporters one of our biggest supporters and uh, it was really great having them show up to present the check Uh, the photo op didn't go so smoothly though Um, well part of it was a little lighting problem well we're doing a film concert so it's pretty dark in there they'd already brought down the lights so yeah. yeah, but it worked out. It worked out. It was really great. Uh, uh, having and he's them. a really nice guy, too. He is. He is a very nice guy. Um, Joe Surly. He, uh, you know, showed up. Very gracious. He's the general manager. Yeah, he's a really nice guy. Yeah. Candace was uh, not able to show up, on the other hand. Yeah, I think she went to the wrong wrong location. Holy yeah. Trinity's got two locations. But it's the thought that counts. Right. That's uh, the, we it had, happens a lot. We had a great time, and we certainly appreciate their support. Uh, as we do all of our sponsors. But the show was really something to see. i got to tell you, it touched me. It did. I know it sounds corny, you know, and you've seen in movies before where uh, somebody will say, um, oh, what was it, Pretty Woman uh, with Richard Gere. Right. Okay. Well, he said to, uh, what was her name? Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts, thank you. In the movie, I can't remember what her name was in the movie, but anyway, he says to Julia Roberts' character, um, now, when you see opera, an opera for the first time, um, it, it either touches you or it doesn't. And if it does, you'll have a love for it the rest of your life. If not, you may learn to appreciate it, but it will not ever really touch your soul. Anyway, i got to tell you, I had one of those experiences. It's wild, I know, because it was an out-of-this-world concert with sci-fi movie scores. But it touched me. I felt like Julia Roberts <laughs> in, you don't, the, you in don't the movie look like, Pretty Woman. You don't look like I Julia know, Roberts. I don't look like her, but I'm telling you, I had a Julia Roberts moment. I'm serious. I got teary-eyed over Close Encounters movie score. Yeah. Is that weird? Yeah. Am well, you, I a wacko? Not too much of a... Well, a little bit of a wacko, All but right. not too much. My um, brother-in-law was visiting for the holidays, Kevin, and he kind of said the same thing. He said, you know, it's really something... When you see the movie, the film with the live music, he said he kind of got that way. What you're describing when he was with the ET, really? Yeah, similar. He's like, you know, really was moving. Well, to me, the the Close Encounters was, and and it's not, believe it or not, has nothing to do with the movie. In this case, if you, anyway, that particular movie score um, goes through an entire. Uh, array of emotions and the way it's put together. I mean, right. it is just perfect, right? And, and the, uh, you know, a well, very that's great a John Williams. Yeah, you know, John score. Williams. I mean, that's it. Doesn't get any better. Than it's that. really good. And that was the last one. Right. So, so I'm watching right. it, and it's leading up to it. Uh, anyway, I just had a great time, and I got to say this: um, if you were unable, and I'm speaking to the listeners now, but if you were unable to attend that concert. Um, by all means, do not miss what we have coming up. We have something really special in store for you on the 23rd. Right. We had, um, through the miracle of technology, we're going to be able to play you a little bit of the concert. A little clip. Okay. Of the um, sunrise scene. 
you know, in 2001, Space Odyssey, the music is uh, also Sprock Zarathustra by Richard Strauss. So that's, you know, going to be a real treat for everyone. Well, that I'm looking forward to that. You saw it already, so this is like a bonus for you. <laughs> yes, yes, it's a bonus. Okay, well, that'll be, um, yeah. Uh, well, before we go to talking about the, uh, before we get off on the subject about the 23rd concert, let's do that. Let's go to the clip. Okay. Piece. Oh, that's great! Isn't yeah, it? yeah. Uh, that was a treat because I didn't know that they were going to uh, play that. It was kind of like they, 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 you know, came out of left yeah, field with great, me. Isn't? Yeah. You know what the beauty of that is, don't you? What's that? We're doing the whole piece in May. Our partnership with NASA. Right, right. That I knew that. That's good. Earth Odyssey. Yeah, I didn't know what you meant. The beauty of it was that is the beauty of yeah, it. Yeah, that is. That's the. So beauty it's kind of like a sneak preview. It's like a sneak preview. So, but what a powerful piece. It's I great. Mean, uh, isn't it? You, you, you can't no beat way, Richard Strauss. No, and there's no way to have the out of this world movie spectacular without that piece. No, 2001 is a classic. Yeah, I like the way Aaron fit that in. Yeah, it was good. Very nice. Very Plus, nice. at the end, like the ape kind of looked like <laughs> like a conductor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what are you what are you eating over there? What is that? Uh, I went back to my standby, the one and only breakfast sandwich. I knew it's a, it. It's an other everything bagel. I knew it. Uh, huge uh, sausage patty. Uh, your choice of cheese. I choose pepper jack because I like things a little spicy, and uh, egg. Well, I have a honey lemon drink I know that Dan made especially that. for me. Yeah. So there. You deserve it. There you have it. Plus, I've got uh, my coffee with, I'm um, trying the French vanilla since, you know, pumpkin spice is over. So Yeah, that's, you know, I, I, I don't know if I agree with that whole thing, the way they do that, but I, under, I get it. I understand it. You know, they want to keep it especially for the, you know, it's a holiday special treat. And, um, but, you know, oh, that's it. We're taking it off the shelves. People would actually kill for that right now. I mean, I, I understand. I know. Oh, yeah. But it's like these specials. I mean, a restaurant will have a special, and you really get used to it. Wow, that's great. And then all of a sudden, gone, you know. Right. But it's, I guess it's in their grand scheme of marketing. So Yeah, I mean. You know, um, I'm, I'm, I understand marketing. I understand it. I mean, Dan's got some good specials today. My eyes aren't that good, but he's got a really good uh, grilled ham and cheese for three ninety nine. That's a good deal. And then I think what you're going to get, because you're – 
have a little bit more couth than I do, and you don't want to eat on the air, you know. <laughs> but you've got a turkey and ciabatta roll with Swiss and the uh, sun-dried tomatoes for four ninety-nine. It's not that I don't have couth, or I mean, it's not that I have couth and you don't. It somebody has to keep this thing flowing and going and moving along. Because mainly, I'm more concerned about eating. Yeah, that's the no, <laughs> that's you're the main not. Thing. I'm just being a wise guy. I'm just messing with you. Oh, not you. Ah. Uh, not you. You're a fine American. Oh, oh, I said it to you. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, well, speaking of fine American, we have American Journey. How's that up. for a transition? That's a beautiful. That's a beautiful uh, transition. You can't. Uh, you segue. Can't beat that. You can't beat that. No, it's a good segue. Uh, on the 23rd, right? Friday the 23rd. Friday the 23rd, up. and it's at uh, Calvary Chapel. Matt, yep. Over in Vieira, we're very excited to play there. We've never a played new, there before. It's a new venue. Yeah, we're really excited about that. I have never seen it. You never been there? Never been oh, there. Oh, it's great. They've got this huge lobby. They've got a cop- coffee shop, right in the. Right in the church. I like that. That way I, you can find God through caffeine. You can't beat it. <laughs> I don't know if you're going to find God through caffeine, but it's the thought that counts. I know that you mentioned they had a coffee shop before. Right. You know, I, I'm all for it. That's great. I can't wait to, um, to check this out. Right. We've got the concert on the 23rd at Calvary Chapel, and then we'll be at Vero Beach um, Sunday, January 25th at 3 p.m. Tell us a little bit about the pieces. Well... It's going to be a really good concert. We've got, we're doing um, Gershwin's Porgy and Bess, which we've performed before. That's a great piece. Nice. And we're doing um, another John Williams score, Music from Lincoln. And then we're also doing uh, Howard Hansen's uh, Symphony Number no. 2, The Romantic. Wow. And then what's really interesting. Here we do, go. Doing a Michael Doherty piece. We need a drum roll. <laughs> is, I maintain still that is the worst drum roll thank you in very classical much. music you. musician history much. yes i i passed percussion class but just uh, barely we're doing uh, hell's angels for bassoon quartet they're going to be in biker gear coming in on harleys it's going to be great now you're talking we're trying to that's um, great uh get some of the bassoonists on the air we're going to for an interview i'm still working that out I talked with um, one of the bassoons, Lisa Waite, last night. She wasn't able to come in today, but we're working that out. We're going to get them. She's all excited about being on the air. Are they anticipating it? Are they yeah. excited? Oh, yeah. Really? She, yeah, I think she's going to get her, and she's trying to get like one of the other bassoonists in on it. So we'll have a lot of fun. I saw a photo shoot. Oh, you did? Yeah. How, oh, how did the photo shoot go? Well, I, I came down. I was up, you know, I was up in the office. Anyways, I come down. I came down the stairs in the river house. Right. And I heard all this uh, commotion. Thought, what is going on? Anyway, um, and here are all these bikers. <laughs> it's, it's like four bikers hanging out down there. I thought, oh, this is interesting. Where are the uh, where are the musicians? Anyway, it was them. Really? Yeah, they looked great. Really? I, I'm telling you, I cannot wait to see the pictures. In fact, I went on uh, on Facebook. I went on the website. Didn't see the pictures. So I guess uh, Aaron hasn't posted the pictures yet. I don't know. Well, you know, you got to keep everybody in anticipation. But it's going to be good. Yeah, uh, but I think I hope they turned out well because they looked great. They did. They looked like the you know they looked like they meant business. And uh, I think coming in a Harley's, that's going to be something to see. It's going to be fun. Um, I like it. It adds a new uh, twist to what we're doing. So, what about the um, Great American Songbook? Well, that features Jeff Shadley. 
He's an excellent vocalist and trumpet player. He's out of, uh, I think, Oklahoma. He's played with us before. So this could be a part de for him as well. <laughs> but do we have to say it? No. Well, I only said it because you like it so much. Oh. The part de. Well, but he's don't... a really great singer. He's kind of like in that vein of Frank Sinatra, Harry Connick Jr., Michael Buble. He's a great singer and also an excellent trumpet player. Yeah, and that's Saturday, February 7th. Right. 7 p.m. at the Scott Center. Center. Sunday, February 8th, 3 p.m. at Vero Beach. Right, and we're also going to have um, the Phoenix Jazz Orchestra will be backing him up. So that's a, an extra bonus treat as you well. Know, funny you should bring that up. Um, I'm still interested in finding out um, more about the uh, singer from Phoenix Jazz Orchestra. Yes, we'll work on that. <laughs> we'll work on that? Right. Okay. Because I don't, I don't remember her name. But we're going to leave it at that. But she was great. I mean, she did a great job on the New Year's Eve. So. I got to tell you, that was some picture. I saw that picture, and I thought, how did I miss that? Anyway, um, I'll talk to you about it off air. All right. You're a, you're a fine American. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Tchaikovsky? Oh, yes, that's right. The next concert after that is the uh, Tchaikovsky Manfred Symphony, which I have not played the Manfred Symphony. We've performed, you know, four, five, and six, which are the big three, but the Manfred Symphony we have not played, and I have not played that personally, so I'm looking forward to that. And that's March 21st, right? Right, 21st. In Vero Beach. It's at kind 7 of a p.m. reverse. It's a reverse. We've got to switch it up a little bit, make things, you know, interesting. Saturday, March 21st, 7 p.m., Vero Beach. Right. And then Sunday, March 22nd, at 3 p.m. at the Scott Center in exactly. Melbourne. And then the other um, piece on that concert is the, um, is the Spore Concerto for String Quartet and Orchestra, and that's going to be featuring uh, Daniel Askarov. Wow. Who we had, um, you know, over at the International yeah. Palms. I'm a Daniel Askarov fan. Right. The uh, quartet is Daniel Askarov, our own Carrie Mormon. I am uh, one of his. William I'm one Goodwin of, and Paul Fleury. I'm one of Daniel Askarov's biggest, newest fans. Yeah, he, he's great, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. I was just talking to the horn player. Listen to me, the horn, the horn player. Anyways, he plays trumpet, and he's incredible. His name's David Gamble, and um, he plays in, in our church right. group, and uh, our, the band that I'm in. It's a contemporary music band. Right. Anyway, um, but I was uh, telling him how incredible Daniel was. Uh, it's just, it's hard to explain. People have to listen to it. It's Did you play one the violin. For him? No, I didn't play it. I told him where to go to listen to it. <clears throat> but um, it's hard to explain to somebody just how intricate and, and precisioned and poised and, I mean, the whole thing. He is an accomplished musician at oh, yeah. 21. He, yeah, he's a, vir he's a virtuoso. What at was 21. he telling us? Like, maybe like 10 or 15 people. Can play that piece? Yeah, he said 15 people yeah. uh, that that they know of worldwide can actually play that piece. Right. And just like seven years ago, uh, only two could play it. Right. But because people are learning different techniques and right. and ways to push the the limits of the instrument, um, the a violinist is now um, that that is learning the new techniques is able to play that piece. Right. Um, you know. More so than seven years ago. So okay. I thought that was interesting how everything evolves. You know, right. it, it evolves. It constantly changes. And apparently uh, there's a difference between violin virtuosos from seven years ago to present. Right. Well, and what's even more amazing is that Paganini could play that 
you know, way back when. A lot of people had said he had, you know, sold his soul to the devil, and that's how he had that musical ability. You know what? I think people that say that are just envious. Well, you never know. People that say that are not going to be somebody else that has also made a, a name for themselves in whatever instrument or whatever they accomplish. Um, they're going to cheer them on. I think they're going to say, this is great, join the club. I think people that make those kind of statements, um, I don't believe that. I don't believe don't anybody. So? No, it's not like the song, I don't The Devil Went Down to Georgia, Charlie <laughs> Daniel. <laughs> you know, it could be. You know, I That's about not, a violinist, too. You know? I did not see that coming. I did not know you were going to bring that up. That's funny, though. <laughs> I'm uh, well-versed in uh, you know, musical knowledge. Yes, so. you are. Fine, sir. Yes, I think Charlie Daniel's uh, soul is sold to the devil. So it um, could be Paganini. You never know. <laughs> That's funny. But, um, no, I think, I just think that, uh, you know, somebody that is dedicated, they eat, live, and breathe. Just like Daniel, I went to help him with his violin, and he was very nice about it. He was not a, you know, he wasn't mean or anything. He's basically just held on to it, kind of like turned away, you know, just a little bit, just enough to make a point. It's like, no, 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 I got it. Uh, I'm going to keep it. Right. Uh, and, And I thought, you know, it just hit me right then that, Really, that violin, it's like an extension of him. It's a part of him. Right. Well, you know what happens with these virtuosos on the violin? There are violin collectors that they purchase these really expensive violins, and then they have, you know, a virtuoso play it. I think he's playing one of those types of violins, I think is what he said. But I also So that's probably like a million-dollar violin. But I want to give him benefit of the doubt, too. I think that if it was not... A priceless instrument, he still would have had the same reaction. Oh, yeah. You know, because you got to watch what you're doing because, you know, your instrument gets damaged. When you repair it, it's not always the same, you know, especially right. something like that. Well, what about Alia? What? Alia. Who's Alia? Medi- Medic. Was that Mr. Cello? That was that was <laughs> that's a great story. That was Mr. Uh, that was Mrs. Cello talking about, about Mr. Mr. Cello. Mr. Cello, right? Um, that was a great story. Yeah. Now I have no idea, you know, of the the value of her instrument, but I I really I I think that we really got some insight. These people don't want to be separated from their instruments, right? Because anything could happen, you know, right. especially on an airline, right? I mean, and then you, you never know. You're at their mercy. If we get Lisa on the show. Our um, bassoonist and contrabassoonist, and she can tell you how much a contrabassoon is. You're going to flip out. I've those never are, seen those any, are super expensive. I've never seen anybody walk on a plane carrying a bassoon. Have you? No. Well, they're smaller. While a regular bassoon you could put in the overhead, I'm not sure about a contrabassoon. Contrabassoon's pretty big. So could you? Okay, so that it won't, a concert bassoon will not fit in the Con- overhead. Contrabassoon. Can you? Can you shove one of those under a seat? No. no? Well, you might be. I think it's like if be it's too under long. several seats. They're not going to let you do that. <laughs> they might let you put it in the um, in the area in first class where they put the um, garment bags. Really? Might let you do that. So but they, then you'd be out of your sight and you'd be like all nervous. So do they? Uh, yes, you would. So do they? Is that where they shove all the uh, classical instruments? The garment Sometime. bag closet sometimes yeah. yeah okay now usually when i fly with the tube i you know i'm a little brave i just put it in a hard case and yeah say what a do you prayer. do where do you put it i put it i've got the hard case as like about as big as a car and i put the tuba in it i say a prayer and it goes into luggage i tape up the latches and stuff so you when tape the, it? Well, i tape the tape over the latches 
you know, when they throw it like a gorilla, the thing doesn't like spring. Jeremy's open. looking at you like uh, like I'm crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's very questionable. It's true. I was just thinking, I've got a uh, I've got a guitar case that's actually made for travel. Yeah, it's uh, actually inherited from. It's a long story. I won't tell today, but uh, it's old. But it was. Uh, I mean, it, it looks like a sarcophagus. Yeah, I mean, it's twice as thick and. You know, 1.5 times as wide as the guitar. It's this kind of triangular sarcophagus that literally the monkeys could jump on it and throw it around. It's not gonna, you're not gonna hurt it at all. <laughs> monkeys. That yeah, reminds need, me of the Samsonite commercials. You need something like That's that. That's good. And then like <clears throat> trombone players, you know what they do is they take their case and they put it in like a golf one of those uh, golf club bag uh, cases because a trombone case is about the size of a bag of golf clubs and that can re- protect it really well. By too. the way, Jeremy is producer extraordinaire. Oh yeah, we for those be... of you who were like, "Who's Jeremy?" Uh, if you're tuning into the show for the first time, uh, Jeremy is the producer of Maestro's on Air. Yes, we wouldn't be where we are today without uh, Jeremy. We wouldn't be. We wouldn't. Well, you may you may be here in Maestro's cafe, you just wouldn't be recording. Right, <laughs> <laughs> you'd be eating your sandwich uninterrupted. That's right. Isn't that great? I mean, would well, you? Is that what you want to do? Do you want to eat your sandwich without having to talk? I eat it no matter whether we're on the air or not. <laughs> you, sir, are a fine. I'm not going to say it. You say it already. You say it enough. Yeah, I'm trying to like you know mix it up a little bit. Really, Gene? Are so? What um, are you going to say now? Well, actually, you, sir, are a fine. What you're trying to mix I'm, it up? I'm getting to that. Okay, Gene, are. Um, Librarian and board member the other day said I should say uh, you're a fine Floridian. <laughs> I, I said, well, you know, but this, the same I said this is snowbird season. How are you going to know who's a Floridian, who's you know a Yankee? You know, yeah, that's a good so point. She's like, if you're here, you're a Floridian. She's you know equal opportunity, um, you know, type of person. So equal opportunity. Where is she? She was going to hang out. Uh, I th- well, she's here for a meeting. Uh, you know, that's what they all say. Can I tell you something? Yeah. I don't. I, she's here for a meeting. Yeah. To do what? What is she doing? For her job. All right. She actually has a you know a regular job other than being the uh, music librarian. And, no, but uh, everybody I see member. is here for a meeting. Nobody's here to read. Everybody's here for a meeting. You know well, what yeah. I mean? Well, that's because like, they've, they've, do- they've got these great meeting rooms. I here. know. What are you doing at the library? Well, I'm here to. I'm meeting somebody. It's top secret. What are you talking? What are you meeting about? Well, like really can't go into detail, but we're meeting. Right. Well, we've got a lot of people meeting at. Uh, Maestro's Cafe, we're pretty busy today. I just want to hear somebody come in and ask them, you know, what are you doing here? I'm here to read. What are you going to read? I don't know, but I'm here to read. Not too many people like that. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. You are, you know what? You are a wise guy. You, sir, are a fine wise guy. I'm not as funny as you are, though. (laughs) No, you're pretty funny. You are pretty funny. Well, um, we are coming down to a quick close again on another exciting half hour here at Maestro's Cafe. In the um, beautiful Coco Library and yeah, Reference is there Center. Any fi- are there any final words you want to say? Or No, I'm just uh, looking forward to um, next week. Hopefully we can get these bassoon players on the air. and um, That'll be neat. It's yeah. going to be really exciting. That will be that will be something. You should see them in their... In their I can't wait the, to see them in their, in their, their uh, biker garb. Yeah, yeah. What do you call it? Not costumes. That's corny. Oh, they're costumes. No. Dressed up like bikers. It's going to be great. Look, I'm telling you, they could be a bike week in Daytona. Nobody would question. I think they're going to bike week in Daytona. I, I bet think they with are. Bassoons. <laughs> well, it's been uh, it's been great being on the air. Everybody have a great day, and remember, we'll see you at, at the, the show. show.
you've been listening to Maestros On Air, brought to you by the Space Coast Symphony Orchestra. Remember, you can support the symphony in many ways, including a visit to Maestro's Cafe, located just inside the main entrance to the Brevard Central Library and Reference Center, 308 Forest Avenue, Cocoa, Florida. Maestro's Cafe serves a variety of coffee and other drinks, as well as breakfast and lunch selections, and is open most days from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., with extended hours on Tuesday and Thursday, closed Sunday. For more information about the symphony or upcoming concerts, like us on Facebook or visit our webpage at spacecoastsymphony.org. And remember, as always, we'll see you at the show.